Hi, Merge Money. We are back again, only 30 minutes later. So um, today we have Samir Farsane with us. Um, thank you so much for being here, Samir. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. You had quite the um, fans when I did the post. So many people were so excited for you to be on the show. So I am excited to see everyone. I hope everyone can join in. I posted my group and I hope that everyone can make it. It will be great and uh, we'll do our best to give them the, the most accurate and helpful information that we can. Oh, perfect. Festive countdown and saying feels like Christmas, two live streams in one day. And thank you so much to everybody in the chat. I'm gonna apologize in advance. I usually um, have to concentrate and pay attention to the guests. So I have a hard time also paying attention to the chat. So I'll do my best, but I'm sure things are gonna, anyway, thank you all for being here. Um, Christina wanted to be here, but she had a small, uh, I don't know if she called it surgery or procedure. Or there was a small thing she had today. Um, so she said everything went well, she's doing great, um, but she is just recovering today. So she probably, knowing her, will be back tomorrow, even though I'm sure she should probably rest longer than that. But anyway, um, she said to tell everybody she um, misses you guys. So anyway, well, Samir has been in all the Facebook groups for a long time, always helping newbies, always helping everybody. Um, so I was really excited that he said yes to coming on this show because I um, I would love to hear more about Samir and I'm sure everybody else would too. Uh, so tell us Samir, just a little bit about like your background. How did you find out about Merge? How did you, how did your, how did you become an entrepreneur? Uh, it's funny because I was, uh, I was doing FBA I was selling uh, different things. I started like uh, a lot of people with books. Yep. And then uh, it got a little over the edge and it was a little bit a uh, little bit too much work for a uh, little money. And uh, I wouldn't say little money, but it, it, it was decent money. It was just too much work for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I started uh, doing retail arbitrage, a little bit of online arbitrage, not too much. And, uh, and uh, I was following some people that were doing... Uh, uh, FBA as well and uh, I liked the channel of this girl because I just liked how she was a true hustler she uh, she she was young she I think she was like 21 or 22 at the time and she all her income came from online streams nice. and I really appreciated that because usually uh, at that age people are right out of college thinking about uh, getting a job an eight to five or a nine to five or and uh, mm -hmm. she wasn't that way. She was. She had so many different uh, revenue streams, and I, I really loved what she was doing, and I was following her. And uh, then she started talking about merch by Amazon. Awesome. And uh, I said, "Oh wow, this is uh, this is cool. That uh, this this looks this looks like uh, a better opportunity even than FBA because uh, FBA can get a little bit stressful, and mm -hmm. merch by Amazon it's different because." you can actually do something that you would enjoy doing designing and creating things and mm -hmm. uh, and uh and it feels better when somebody buys a product from you it's different than somebody buys buys your baby that's your design it's a design that right. you yourself and somebody is is wearing it somewhere uh, around the map and that just felt special so uh i fell in love with merch right then and i uh and i uh, started my uh, my journey then i had a little hiccup uh, at start, I had some uh, 
family issues and stuff. So kind of stalled me a little bit. And, uh, and then, uh, like, like a lot of people, they, we had that, uh, that awakening moment where you see like, wow, I haven't logged into this thing for a while and things are selling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, then, uh, I started, uh, uploading some more designs and I took it from there. Perfect. Well, feel free to shout out the person that got you into merch. Cause if she oh, has a uh, YouTube channel, channel, she probably yes, doesn't her, care. Her name is, her name, her name is, uh, she goes by Hella Bella. Oh, Bella Bella. I think I know Hella. her. It's Hella Bella, yes. Hella Bella. Okay, yeah. I think I have seen her channel before. Yes, uh, she's she's really great because uh, she does so many different things and uh, and she uh, uh, she documents her whole journey. Like what, mm-hmm. like recently, like last year, she decided she wanted to do real estate. I was so, gonna say, I'm like, I think I saw a real estate vi- video from her. Yeah, so that she was she was gonna big- do a flip or something, right? Wasn't it? Yes, and she bought her first home to flip, and uh, all from books money and uh, and uh, the different uh, money that she made uh, online. That's so great. She shares everything to the penny. I mean, sometimes she even shares too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes I mean I I mean I enjoy watching it. Sometimes I just wonder, like, wow, she's too open with the public. Like she would even talk yeah. about things like personal, like taxes and this and that. And we're like, oh, you don't know who's watching. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, she's not that way. She's just too open, and I like that. So oh. uh, kind of, and also, th- her attitude kind of uh, triggered me to want to do the same thing, to uh, uh, somehow try to pay it forward, like she did, and try to help others along the way anytime that I can. And uh, and here I am. Perfect. Well, Fiznik, uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. It said 14 watching and three likes. Where's the thumbs up? So, yes, everybody gives me a thumbs up. And it it is actually more than 14 because we're streaming in, in several different places. So it's uh, I love StreamYard. It's so awesome that it gets to be the Facebook group, Facebook page, YouTube. And my parents are watching. Th- so thank you to my mom and dad. Um, and we got Teresa, we've got Angie, we got Laura. Festive Countdown is watching again. They watched the last show. Musette's here. Everybody, so thank you guys. Um, so, and that reminded me about Hella Bella. I gotta reach out to her and introduce myself. Maybe we can get her on the show sometime. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I don't think she ever did any uh, live interviews and I think it would be great to bring her in because yeah. she's just an inspiration at, at her age for uh, for young people that are uh, so, trying to uh, make money online. Um, so oh, Mario said he did two thumbs up. Thank you, Mario. Um, all right, so you so you started doing merge. You started to see things sell, even when you weren't uploading. That's a great feeling. Um, it's going to be especially great, you know, years from now if we ever slow down with with uploading to just have sales coming in, whether you do anything or not. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background. Did you already know how to do graphic design, or was it something completely new? Well, this is uh, this is a joke that I say, and I hope. I hope that this will inspire some people because uh, uh, when I first started Mersh, uh, I if I opened up Photoshop, I knew a little bit about GIMP and some other things because I was messing around back in the days when they had Woot and you submitted uh, designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. for the competition. You could win a hundred dollars if your design get accepted and stuff. Oh, neat. And, uh, so I said, if I opened up Photoshop, I couldn't tell you if it's a male or a female. I had no idea what I was doing. And this is not to stop anyone. And uh, I will tell you that most of what I learned, I learned it from YouTube. So that didn't stop me. I went, I I learned everything that I could. And fast forward to now, I would say that I am, I make designs that are better than 95% of the so-called designers out there that are charging people money for their designs. Uh, it's just, and also, I combine that with, I have some artistic skills. I used to do, I used to draw, I used to do portraits. I used to, so I have okay. I have some artistic skills and I have an, an artistic eye and I can tell mm-hmm. what looks good. So I believe so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so that, that helps me. Once I learned the, uh, 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 the, the, the in and outs of uh, Photoshop, I, uh, I didn't have a hard time, uh, diving in and uh, letting my creative juices go to work and uh and uh it's it's working i'm I'm happy with it that's amazing were you did you have a job before that had to do with with graphic design or art or was it totally different not at all not at all all. i was i was a chef for 15 years oh wow that's uh, neat i consider that to be an art too because i it is i love I, i love cooking and uh i uh I left it recently, and uh, uh, I'm I'm very good at what I do. And mm-hmm. I, can, I consider that an art. And wow. uh, and uh, so now I'm like trying to uh, express myself in a different way on t-shirts and hoodies. Mm-hmm. And Amazing! I love it. And you can always add it back in at some point if you want to. There's so many different ways to express creativity, and so many different things you can do. So. Amazing. Well, so how did you start getting into all the groups? Did you join um, right away, or did you tell us tell us your whole your whole story? How you got into this whole world? How you started giving advice to newbies? So, so what happened? Uh, to be honest, is when I first joined Merch by Amazon. I mean, after the awakening, that's when I started following the groups and the videos and stuff. When I saw. Uh, on YouTube, I found uh, RJ Martinez, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was always energetic and excited, and and it's it's really good to run into somebody like that who's got a, who's got that energy and that excitement and willing to share their numbers and and stuff. So uh, that 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 really inspired me and inspired a lot of people uh, too that are uh, that are watching or people that are not watching, people that are that are doing merch by Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you run into positive people, it's going to impact you positively. If you run into negative people, it's going to uh, impact you negatively. And right. then, so I joined. I joined his group first. Then uh, I joined the the big merch by Amazon group. Then the mm-hmm. merch momentum, and uh, I started joining the group one at a time. And uh, yeah. started meeting people, started knowing people, and uh, answering questions. I figured. I mean, it's uh, joining the groups. It's a two way street. It's not just about. Uh, Picking up uh, information from other people, I tried to help anytime that I could, mm-hmm. any tips that I could, and uh, and I guess that helped made me a few friends in the groups, and uh, and here I am. Amazing, I love it, and you really have helped a lot of people. So I just want to thank you for that. Thank you. Um, 
yeah, it's it's really nice when people in the group, just like you said, like instead of just being there watching, they're participating and thank um, you and answering I questions. Have, I wouldn't have helped uh, half the people you you have helped because uh, everybody loves your contributions, your channels, your videos, the way you bring guests, all the information you put in every week. It's it's amazing. It's really oh. amazing. That's 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 really inspiring. That's uh, that that tells you to keep going. Oh, thank you so much. It's so fun for me. It's, you uh, and Christina, I feel bad uh, that she's not feeling well, and I hope that she feels uh, well soon. She's a really strong person. She definitely um, uh, has things sometimes, and nobody would ever know because she's always so positive and so energetic and everything. So, um, but she'll she'll be back next week. She'll be fine. Um, but yeah, we have some amazing people in this community for sure. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think how, like, what, what made you want to help everyone? Do you, did you, did you struggle when you first started? And so you want to help people who are struggling or is it just that you're just compassionate? You know, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm sorry. I'm not going to dive into this point a lot, but I'm just going to say it so it's, so it's clear out there. Part of it is my fate and mm -hmm. It's because I believe that uh, my fortune is already decided. So how, telling others how to do something is not going to take away from my fortune. Like even if you, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I like that. So, so, so I believe that. So I never feel like if I tell somebody about some niche or about some trend or about something that it's going to take away from my fortune. So, so I don't have that uh, uh, prejudice or, or that ideal in my mind that that's going to stop me from from helping people and the other thing is that other people helps me when i started mm -hmm. and uh, i just believe in in i mean we're on this rock and we should try to do some good well we're on top of it before we're <laughs> laid down underneath so uh it's a it's a good feeling i mean you, you sleep better at night when you know that uh that uh you've helped others like others helped you and it and it encourages others to do the same thing too, which yes. is good. It's contagious. Yes, and I I know you're inspiring people right now because I think there'll be a whole new wave of people willing to be on this show um, with your example. Because many people, well, not many people, but there's quite a few people that help within the groups, um, and I'm trying to get more of them to come on the show. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. It takes it takes some getting used to. Like it's kind of hard, um, you know. I think people sometimes feel like they don't know enough to be on the show or something like that. But trying to let everybody know, like we're all helping each other, and you do know enough um, yes. to be on the show. So That's anyway, thank you for saying yes. You didn't even hesitate. You're like, yes, I'll oh, be on the welcome. show. I love I I love your channel. I love your show. I I listen to it a lot. And uh, uh, funny enough. Uh, uh, it's probably a bad habit, but every night I fall asleep with one earphone in my ear and I listen to something. And a lot of times I would fall asleep listening to the to uh, the Merge Money show. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing if we put you to sleep, but I'll take no, it. No, 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 no. I, I just keep I just keep watching until my eyes get tired. I can fall asleep to a boxing game. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this show. Um, so, all right. So we decided to pick the topic of newbie mistakes because you have helped so many people in all the groups. So what is one mistake that you 
see a lot of people make or or just a question that a lot of people ask? Well, I mean, to a little bit to introduce the reason I uh, I uh, I wanted to talk about this topic is because it seems that when people are having problems when they're first starting, they seek information from a group of 20, 40, 70,000 people, and they get conflicting uh, 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 comments. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is that a lot of times, all those answers are the correct answers. (laughs) Just not all those correct answers apply to you in tier 10 with what you know and how you design. Like to give an example, if I take my AMS strategy and give it to someone who designs differently than I do, let's just say designs poor designs. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he applies that strategy with that budget, with that, and it doesn't work for him. Then he's, gonna, mm-hmm. he's going to think that I mis- misled him. Right. And it's not true. It's just, it, it's the correct answer, but it does not apply to you. So it will help if people know what are these mistakes and what does apply to them and how can they actually apply it to mm-hmm. make it work for them. So one of the things is different strategies for different tiers. So when people ask for a strategy, they never uh, ask for, I mean, rarely would they get answers are going to be specific to a, a certain tier. Mm-hmm. So if you apply some strategies that some successful sellers are doing to your tier 10 or tier 25, you're going to be listening to crickets for a long time. <laughs> so so what I tell people in, so let's find the remedy. So I'm not only talking about the problems. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that if you're just studying and merch by Amazon, you're going to go after the trends. Mm-hmm. You have 10 tier, a 10 tier or a 25 tier or a 100 tier. Mm-hmm. It's easy for you to upload 100 designs and you can wipe all 100 and start over again. And it's not, it's not a problem. So you go after the trend and then after the trend is over, if you scored some sales, scored some winners, great. If you didn't, you don't give up. You go after the next trend and you keep doing this. The reason why is because there is a lot more sales than in trends than, than in evergreens. It's rarely you ever find an evergreen in a, in a, in a 1000 BSR. So there is a lot more money and a lot more uh, uh, searches for the trends than than there are for uh, evergreens. So now it, get, it gets us to this point, which would be the second mistake. So you're in tier 10 and you have, you uploaded to Mardi Gras and Mardi Gras is over or uploaded to Black History Month and Black History Month is over. Out of your 10 slots, two shirts sold. And let me take back that Black History Month because those can be evergreen. But for yeah. some, but like, for example, for uh, Mardi Gras or for Valentine's Day, those are like very niche specific and they're going to hibernate for a year. Yeah. Now you have it, you're in tier 10 and you have two shirts that sold for Valentine's Day. Now, if you keep those shirts live because they sold, because people feel like, oh, that shirt is special, it's sold. <laughs> You're going to you're going to try now to tear up with 80% of your capacity because you have you have two shirts that are dead weight in your tier 10 account. My advice, unless that shirt sold 
a hundred times and it really scored some love and got memorized in the Amazon algorithm. And so, if it did so that many times, you've already teared up, so you don't have to yes, worry about it. Yes. So delete it, delete everything, and use all your capacity, 100% of your capacity into the next trend and rinse and repeat. So this is the... Uh, 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 this is the solution to uh, the second uh, uh, the second problem. Uh, the other thing that I feel like beginners are facing is that I see this in the groups a lot. I see a lot of people who talk about how they've been a designer for 25 years, for 25 years, or for this, and then they're having a hard time selling Amazon. Uh, being a designer is not being an Amazon seller or an entrepreneur or something. You're a designer. For example, if you're a bricklayer, you can you can build homes, right? But you're not an entrepreneur. You cannot sell those homes. You cannot market those homes. You cannot talk to the customers. You cannot find those customers. You cannot conference. You cannot uh, uh, do everything else that that an entrepreneur that sells homes knows how to do. So, so this is the problem. So, what's the remedy in this case? The remedy in this case is in, instead of wondering and, and 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 thinking because a lot of times they would remedy to some things that are not true they would say oh maybe maybe amazon is not ready for my art maybe i need to tone it down and design uh, a chihuahua with a bone and uh, i don't know best dog that dog dad ever or whatever no you don't need to tone it down you just need to learn the other part of the trade that you're not familiar with you need to learn you need to learn how to advertise if you're doing ams you need you need to learn how to keyword your listings uh, so you can have a good seo in a, in a, in the amazon uh, uh, algorithm uh, you can uh, learn how to use social media to promote your uh, your uh, freshly started brand you can learn how to uh, find what are the trending topics that you can design for those amazing illustrations that you can make it wouldn't help if you make an amazing illustration, but for a topic that is not trending. Right. So, so, so there are all these other things that you're not aware of, and that's what's stopping you from selling. It's not the fact that you're a designer on Amazon is not ready for your art. Uh, so th that that's one thing, and I guess I, I love I, that. I what they, I, yeah. I just want to comment on that before we go on to a new mistake. I um. I think it's important to always just be open to learning because I think sometimes if you really have been to design school and you've had a whole career as a designer, it's harder to be able to think that that you still need to learn, you know, and I think sometimes that that's one of the reasons I like doing this show so much is that I force myself to keep learning each week from a new person, um, two new people each week at least. Um, because you know something that I don't know, or someone knows something that I don't know. And I, I don't want to get to the point where I'm like, oh, I've been doing merch for however many years. Like I already know how to do everything. It's like, no, you keep learning. So even if you are a professional designer, you can keep learning. Like you said, you could learn new things like new social media, new, whatever, but you could also learn like, maybe there is some new tr design trend that you have overlooked or maybe there is some new thing um so i think just being open to learning always 
Yes, definitely, definitely. And uh, I mean, just if that would help prove the point, if there are two friends that graduated out of uh, a graphic design school mm -hmm. and one of them also has a minor in marketing, the yeah. other one want to have the edge. Yes. So if, if you're the guy without the minor in marketing, maybe maybe you can spend some time. And the funny thing now, it's different than than me growing up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if uh, uh, if you were before the internet uh, era, but in, A we, bit, had, yeah. we had to dig for every little bit that we need to learn. Now on the internet, I mean, you don't even need to own a computer. You can learn so many things just on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, just just ask Google, ask YouTube. Uh, and That's one of the problems of knowing, because when you know something, you feel like you don't need to ask Google. And that's that's the, the, the trap so many people fall into is they're like, well, I already know. Like, it's not like math where it's like, if you know two plus two is four, it's still going to be the same thing tomorrow. Like most things keep changing and keep evolving. So just because you knew how to do something five years ago, it might be different now. Exactly. And even if you did have a minor in marketing, marketing is different every year. There's whole new platforms yes. coming out, you know, like TikTok, whole new thing that uh, so many people just totally overlooked. And then the people who didn't overlook it, you know, have done so well. Yes, definitely. And it's funny you said that because there is a saying overseas that says two people don't learn, the stubborn and the lazy. <laughs> yeah. So the lazy will not learn. And the stubborn thinks that that uh, uh, I already know. I you can teach me. I have a degree in this, and, right. that, and then you can't help them. But unfortunately, we are. We would really love to help people. And just if you're one of these people and you're listening, I'm not saying there is anything wrong with you. That's great that you have your degree. That's great that you can make great illustrations. Just figure out what other aspects outside of your expertise that you can improve on and try to go after those aspects. And mm -hmm. that should really help you. Yes. And I would also add, just don't be afraid to try something a little out of your, uh, you know, always be learning some new design skill or some new thing or whatever, like just keep staying fresh and keep, keep learning because it, it is one of those things where it's, it's almost a detriment to be an expert because it's like, it's so hard to keep learning when you feel like you already know everything. But anyway, um, oh, Mario has a comment. Thank you guys all for watching. Everybody's saying comments. Um, Helen, what you just said about improving constantly reminds me of something I say all the time. The biggest room I've got is the room for improvement. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's nice. Mario, I got, I think I met before I even started Merge Money. I think uh, he went went to a green room event a long time ago. So thank you, Mario, for watching. Um, so all right, so you're awesome. Everybody's already loving everything you're saying. What what's another thing you see? Okay, I'm sorry. I just answer three uh, C on the road real quick. She said, uh, "Oh yeah, uh, what year did you start Mercy Mirror? 2017. 2017. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to say is that. A lot of people feel like they're in a disadvantage when they're in lower tiers. Mm -hmm. And they're not only in a disadvantage. They have the advantage on some other fields that they don't realize that they have the field that they, that they have the advantage on. And one of, one of the, the most important uh, advantages that they have is the advantage of time. 
And the reason I say that, people will say, well, I work eight to five or nine to five or whatever. Some people in, uh, in higher tiers, very high tiers, still work nine to five and whatever, and they're still doing whatever they're doing. So that excuse goes for both sides. <laughs> now, the reason I say you have the advantage of time is because when, when somebody in a 100K tier or 80K tier or whatever is uploading for St. Patrick's Day and he's trying to really... Uh, uh, dominate that niche and he's uploading tons of designs and he doesn't have the time to be so meticulous and so picky about every design he's going to upload. Mm -hmm. If you only have 10 slots, you can make them, uh, you can upload 10 Mona Lisa's to your tier. So you have the advantage. You can sit down on Photoshop, take your time and make bring your best effort and upload it to Merch by Amazon. The people in the higher tiers don't have that, don't have that advantage. And also people in higher tiers don't have the time to go, don't have as much time. I mean, everyone has the time. Don't have as much time to go back and learn some new Photoshop or, or Illustrator techniques or they're too busy. Sometimes they have VA, they have this, they have files waiting to be uploaded. They have this, they have, uh, uh, campaigns, they got to watch their campaigns, they got to watch this. You don't have any of that. You just have 10 designs and a big guy holding a fishing rod on your uh, 30 merch. So you have all the time in the world. You can go to Photoshop, you can go to YouTube and type in any effect you want to learn. You can take your time and find, uh, go read an article about the best fonts uh, suitable for T-shirts. You have time to go read about... Uh, What's trending? You have time to go to social media and find out. You have time to listen and uh, listen to the news and find out something silly that Trump said or somebody else said. And uh, you can take your time and, and design. People in the higher tiers don't have as much time as you do. And yeah. this is part of the reason why everybody, everybody is under the, the misconception that, okay, if I'm on tier 100 and I made $50, that means... If I go up to tier 1,000, I'm going to make $500. They keep multiplying by 10. And then everyone, I would I would challenge to say that everyone, in this case, find out that this is not true. Mm -hmm. In tier 1,000, you're not going to sell 10 times what you used to sell in tier 100 unless you score a winner and there will be a shirt that did it for you. It will be well, I think there's a couple ways. I, I totally see where you're going, and I totally agree with that. I think the only way that it does work that way is if you stay hungry and you stay learning and you stay stay trying. Like I think a lot of times we get complacent because we're like, oh, that shirt's doing well. So I'm just going to keep uploading the same thing. And we're not learning the new skills. We're not learning the new thing. Um, or we're just uploading the same thing to all the products, which, you know, not all the products are going to sell as well as a t-shirt. So once you start getting to higher tiers, you're uploading you know, to so many products that you can't really multiply it because, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a long sleeve shirt is not going to sell as well as a t-shirt. Um, no, exactly. And uh, yeah. you know, that's a good point you brought. Thank you. I forgot about that. I had that in mind and I forgot about that. Also, uh, we all know that the best selling category is the standard t-shirt. Mm -hmm. The guy in tier 60K or 80K, in order to keep up with those slots and keep filling and keep tearing up, he's hitting submit and uploading 20 designs at the time. He's uploading right. to anything and everything just yeah. because he's trying to fill those slots. Yeah. And now 
the guy uploading to a zip hoodie and the raglan or raglan however it's pronounced and uh to raglan all, speaking have, of which yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. i like that <laughs> so uh the guy uploading to all those products is going for a he's going for a lower success rate than if he was uploading to just t-shirts yeah now you in the tier 10 or 25 or 100 uploading just t-shirts you're going with a better a lot better success rate than than yeah. than he's going for so it, it is to your advantage so there is an advantage in the lower tiers and mm -hmm. this is your chance to learn the trade because this will hurt you if you don't learn the trade in the beginning when you're still think of yourself as the 40 year old infant you know how children it's easier for children to pick up new skills and learn than when you get older you know you can pick up tennis you can pick up golf you can pick up i mean and it's true it's true i uh, when i golf um if i didn't learn that when i was a kid so my left arm bends when I take the backswing. It's just not a skill that's that uh, or a motor uh, function that I grew up with. So you have the time. You just signed up. You just got accepted for merch by Amazon. Learn your skill. Learn your trade. And uh, this is going to take me to a uh, different point, which is if you do not learn your trade, how can you later judge? what a good design is if you don't know yourself what a good design is mm -hmm. and meaning a lot of people will uh make this is another mistake so i'll make them two in one point mm -hmm. they will outsource too early mm -hmm. before they learn the trade so when they outsource too early before they know the trade and i'll tell you this anyone that's new to merch by amazon they can get somebody on fiverr that's going to start popping some stuff to them and just sending them all these files. Okay, it's $5 a piece. Go ahead, knock yourself out. And also, when he opens them up and he looks at them and he sees the transparent background and stuff, it looks like, wow, this is, it's a cool design. But if he knew his trade, he would, he would say, this is mediocre. Mm -hmm. This is not a good design. So in order for you to, to advance into this business, you have to learn your trade in the beginning. Even if you don't plan on designing yourself, it will help you to know what you're doing so you can judge how your VAs and uh, designers are doing for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's big right there. Um, everybody knows I did not do that. I was doing FBA, so I was buying designs in the beginning and not even focusing on merch at all. So I just kept uploading um until I got to tier 2K. And then I started taking merch more seriously and learning it myself and all of that. So there's different ways to do it, but I had to pretty much start as if I was on tier 10, even though I was on tier 2000, because I had to learn like, okay, how do you do a design? How do you do this? Like, you know, and it's, it's better if you can just learn it from the beginning, just in case you don't accidentally upload something that's trademarked or, or upload just you know, bad designs and never and get discouraged because you're not tearing up fast enough. Um, so regardless of how you do it, you got to learn it at some point because otherwise you're going to spend too much on designs. You're not going to know what's good. You're, um, and also you made a good point too, because not only, I mean, learning the trade does not, it's not limited to just learning how to design. 
it's mm-hmm. learning all the aspects of the trade. For example, when if 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 a designer, if I hire a designer now and he tried to send me something that is copyrighted or a stolen picture or something, mm-hmm. I will be able to catch him. But I bet you, if he sends it to uh, to somebody that's just starting, that person is not going to catch that. Right. They can totally just rip off a design from Amazon, totally just copy it and uh, remove the background and send it to him, and he's going to think, "Wow, this is great," right. and they will get you terminated. And the re- and Amazon does not care because Amazon is not even encouraging you to outsource. They're actually discouraging you from outsource. Actually, they tell you that they want you to do the work because when you made the application, you didn't tell me you were an outsourcer. I'm pretty sure you wrote that you were a designer. So they expect you uh, to to design, but they're closing their eyes on us because they know a lot of people are designing and they know a lot of people have to have taken it to a professional level where they need the help. Just don't mm-hmm. move to that level when you're not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, Merch does a good job of having you do these tiers, which a lot of other sites don't have because it kind of protects you. Like you're not going to get, you know, make a huge mistake and upload like a thousand shirts that are wrong because you only have 10 to start with. So it, it really helps you kind of learn. And if you if you're not selling those, it means you haven't learned enough yet. Like you got to keep learning. Um, yeah, a lot all, of people don't all realize, very good points. A lot of people don't realize the blessing of Amazon doing what they do. A lot of people yeah. don't like some some decisions taken by merch by Amazon and why they've they've taken them. Uh, and and to your point, if it was no tears and it was no regulation about so much or this, and just imagine that stuff. you imagine that you sit in there. You it took you so many years to get like to get your library of designs up there. You baby them one at the time, meticulous mm-hmm. work and all this, and then all of a sudden somebody just joins from Singapore or from Cambodia mm-hmm. or I don't know what, and then. Like a few days later, they have 20,000 designs on Merch by Amazon. So the only thing that's protecting you from this happening is because Merch doesn't allow them to do automation. And Merch is limiting them to tier 10. Yes. So they come around, they see, they go like, okay, it's going to take me a while to leave this tier 10 for 25. So the juice is not worth the squeeze. Oh, I like like everybody's comment. First of all, thank you, Mario. He wrote a, a nice comment. And then I like this comment too. Um, the point is also relevant to file management as well. The lower tiers should pay attention to good and good production and file archiving habits as well. Develop these good habits early. I totally agree. Just, yeah, focusing on the habits and building systems. Um, and I don't think you have to stop at 10. This is something I always tell people. Just because you can only upload 10 doesn't mean you have to stop designing. You can keep designing because it's good practice to keep practicing. You can either upload them as drafts or you can just save them in a file or whatever, but you can keep learning. You can prepare for the next holiday coming up. Um, so many people just sit there and they stare at their 10 designs up and they do nothing until it finally gets to 25. And then they're like scrambling. They don't have the designs ready to go to upload. And the same with all the other tiers. You know, you, you hear people saying like, you know, they've been stuck in tier 500 forever. And then they tear up to a thousand and they don't have any designs ready to upload. Yes, that is that is true. And it's, it's a little bit challenging in the beginning to advance in the tiers. The reason why, because if you think about it, when you're in tier 10, you need to sell 100% of your tier Mm-hmm. to move on to tier 25 and then in tier 25 
because you already sold 10, you need to sell 15 more. Now you need to sell about uh, 60% of your tier to, to move on to the next tier. And, and it keeps getting easier as, as you climb up until right. you get to now tier 10,000. And then you have to sell 100% of your tier again to tier yeah. up to 20,000. But it gets get easier and easier because it's not like every single design has to sell. Like if you have one design that sells really well, that could be enough to tear you up. It, j it just gets easier and easier as you go because you have more and more. Like if you're getting better and learning and uploading good designs, you have more and more chances to to have themselves. Yes, and uh, for the design quality, I uh, I I think I had shared this point before. I was watching a uh, a video. I follow this artist. His name is uh, Andrew Tischler. He's mm -hmm. from Australia and he lives in New Zealand. Uh, he does oil painting. Nice. Uh, really amazing artist. I recommend if somebody likes art and likes to. Uh, and uh, and in one video, he was talking about uh, art galleries. So in in an art gallery, they have basically walls where they hang art. And there are a lot of aspiring artists that want to take their art and convince the director of that art gallery to actually hang their art on their walls. Mm -hmm. But the, everyone complains how picky the art galleries are about what art are they taking in because when they hang it there they're going to put a price for it they're going to sell it and you're going to they're going to take a commission and they're going to give you the money so as an artist you're trying to get your art into galleries mm -hmm. and especially renowned galleries that are going to that are that are they have a good reputation and people go there for shopping for quality art and when you think about it those galleries if they have enough room to hang, for example, 100, uh, 100 uh, pictures or uh, paintings. That gallery is in tier one. Mm -hmm. And they're only accepting the best art to be hung on their walls. Yeah. Are you as picky as a gallery <laughs> director about your tier 100? Or are you just hanging whatever and wondering why it didn't sell? Are you trying... Are you trying to bring new concepts that are attractive and better to a good selling niche? And this is when, when I talked to Neil last uh, uh, last video. A lot of people miss this point. Like if you're looking on Merch Informer, you are looking to see what trends are selling. If you're looking to see what designs are selling, you totally miss the point. You're trying to find what trends and what niches are selling. And then once you pinpoint those niches, you write them down on a piece of paper or, or on your phone or on a notepad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you decide what concepts and what designs can I bring to these niches that are going to look better than what's out there. Or at least as good but different than what's out there because you want to stand out. If you yeah. go to an art gallery and take them a copy of something they have on their wall, they're going to say... What are you doing? No, we don't want this. We don't do. We want something original, something that's that the, our customers haven't seen before. And I love that. Unfortunately, that's yes. Unfortunately, it's a problem right now on Amazon because if 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 you search for, especially in trends, you find the same quote 
over and over and over and over and over again. One page, two pages, three pages, four pages of it. And this brings me to the next mistake that uh, the, the newbies make. You know, when you search for something on Amazon, Amazon will tell you 327 results. And you say, you think, okay, this is accept, this is an accessible niche. But then when you get to page four or five, now it says over 5,000. Mm. So, so it, it helps to know this in advance. But this is not to the extent of the of the, of the of the problem. If your intention to copy that shirt that you saw with an 8K BSR, and uh, uh, you're gonna make it slightly different, and you're gonna put it up there. Well, guess what? I got news for you. There are 115,000 people that had the same idea, and they just did the same exact thing. Yeah. And and they are making what Amazon is calling more than 5,000 results. So all those hopefuls. Just get pushed, pushed to the back. And a lot of them are wondering like, wow, I can't believe that my design looks just as good or better than the one that's with the 8K BSR. What's wrong with these customers? You know what's wrong with the customers? They never saw your design. It's going to sit there and it's going to go through a rotation and by the time the customer gets to see it, it will be 4th of July, and he's trying to see your uh, Shamrock uh, St. Patrick's Day shirt. Yeah. So that's the problem. So uh, if you have something original and your keywords are different, everyone trying to copy people's keywords, if you're competing for the same exact keywords, you just entered a long rotation that you're going to get out of or you're going to be displayed in 4th of July for a St. Patrick's Day shirt. So try to be original, try to bring new keywords. And uh, something that is, I'm, I'm going to say new, it has to be related to that design. Just make it your style. Make, try, to, try to be a little, a little uh, different. Just, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, you I know, love your analogy of the art gallery. Like the, you know, there's only going to be 100 paintings in the art gallery and you're trying to get your one in there. It's That's how we should think about our portfolios. Like, is this good enough to go on the art gallery wall? Like, it, obviously, if you're just copying someone or changing something slightly, it's not good enough. So, no. yes, exactly. Yeah. You got to always be thinking like that. Like, would you be proud to show this to your friends and family? Like, you know, so. Yeah, so, so, so I said when I said different keywords, like sometimes just, for example, let's take St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day is, every, everyone is typing St. Patrick's Day, some with apostrophe, some without apostrophe. Some people are figuring, okay, there is a small percentage of people that are going to search for St. Patty's Day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe if I have St. Patty's Day in the front of my title where we believe, everyone believes, or most people believe uh, uh, the front of the title carries more weight than the back of it and the whole title carries more weight than the bullets. Maybe if you have St. Patty's Day in your title, in the front of your title, you're going to compete for less, for a less searched for term, but it is searched for enough considering the volume that St. Patrick's Day gets on amazon and then even st patty's day now is it spelled p-a-t-t-y apostrophe s or p-a-d-d-y apostrophe mm -hmm. regardless of what the correct answer is 
customers customers search for both so mm -hmm. do you do you rather be a uh, a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond mm -hmm. um, or actually small fish is an exaggeration because in a big pond you will be uh, a molecule molecule yeah <laughs> well we got a question for you from ian sure he is asking do you have any advice for higher tiers in regard to selling annual trends do you have more success with big holidays or do you do better with secondary annual events? Okay. Uh, I, for, for the big annual trends, uh, here is how I see it. I, I try to find uh, a different angle than everyone else is trying to enter that trend. I try to have a different strategy then I wouldn't say everyone else, but then most people, and this is what you should be doing in the, in the higher tiers. You, when you go up to design, make one first get the idea of what you want to do, make one good concept, and now your time is money. Now time is very valuable for you as opposed to the guy in the tier ten or tier twenty five. So you're trying to move on because you're trying to fill up those slots. So after you make that concept you have to figure out how, what concept can I, I'm, I'm sorry, you got to figure out what concept can I make that I can change one element and make a totally different design. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, if you made a design that says some, some graphic, some, I don't know, shamrock or whatever. And it says the luckiest uh, uh, something ever. Now, that design, you can make it into a luckiest mom ever, luckiest dad ever, luckiest grandpa ever, luckiest. So you, so it's not just text. It should be a whole concept, a whole design with different elements and stuff. And only one layer, you know how you're working with different layers? Only one layer is going to, to change. Uh, same thing. Even outside of trends, if you can do that with professions, you can do that with uh, dogs, uh, cats, uh, uh, whole kinds of different uh, things where you can change one element and make uh, different designs. So the short, uh, that was the long answer. The short answer is to try to figure out what can I make good, then scale it to mm -hmm. a whole a lot of designs and then upload it to uh, Amazon. Great answer. Thank and Dwayne you. keeps saying creativity. Yes, Dwayne. That is definitely something to focus on. Um, oh man, we could talk to you all night. So many, so many good things. What, um, we're, we've almost hit an hour already. I, it feels like we just started. Oh, wow. Can you believe that? No, I, I didn't feel like an hour, wow. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't uh, rush you, but um, what? <laughs> before we go into more mistakes, what is something like that you really want to make sure people know like before like before we forget before the show ends, um, what is something that you think has either helped you the most in your merge thing or in your more uh, I don't know I'm getting tired. I can't even get out words yeah. right. No, your merch career, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, 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 I um, what is something point. that you want to make sure that people know? I see your point. Uh, yes. Uh, what I believe 
has helped me and continues to help me every day is uh, the techniques that I picked up uh, for designing. And I'll, it will start from anything basic, how to apply a, a grunge to a design, how to, uh, uh, for example, do a clipping mask, something as simple as a clipping mask. Yes. Where you write some text, apply some clipping mask to it, for example, write Florida and get a picture of a sunset, place it on it, and uh, and all of a sudden you have Florida text that has the image of a uh, uh, clipping mask. Uh, yeah. so and guys, if you type in clipping mask in the Facebook group, there's ways to search in the Facebook group. So that's something else to learn too. You can search for something within a group. Um, you can search for clipping mask and you'll see a lot of posts explaining how to do that. I, I remember I did one post. I used to do a tip of the day and one of my tips of the day was clipping mask. And it tells you how to do it in different um, different programs and different things. So, um, but yes, good, very good point. Yes. So. So uh, the point I was trying to make is that if you uh, if you pick up one technique, just one technique a week, and apply it to a bunch of different designs, that technique alone is going to is going to open up uh, like a big uh, ocean of ideas for for designing. And I could not tell you the number of times where I I got the idea of what I want to design for just just the niche or the trend in general and i just go on photoshop and just uh thinking of an effect that i want to use gives me the idea of the concept that i want to make i love so that it's 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 like almost like a like a backward analogy what do you what do you start from and you can do this with different things like you can mm -hmm. uh, if you make an illustration or if you just get a piece of clip art from some subscription or some uh, free website or whatever, sometimes just that clip art. Some we 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 played this game before. I uh, I posted this post where I made I posted two images, two uh, clip art pieces, and I asked people. I said, "Okay, just caption these." Oh, just I like that. Caption for them, and that caption is your quote that you can put for you can put on a t-shirt. And I remember, I remember people came up with a lot of funny ideas for how to caption those uh, those those images, and almost every single one of them could sell as a T-shirt. So you would just take that image with that caption, put them together in a nice concept. The concept is everything, uh, and the concept will include the, your layout, your font that you used, the way you treated your font. And this is something else I want to say: is your font is only your raw material. When you buy a font, if you guys notice, when you go buy a font, it looks so attractive the way they make it on the website look. And then you buy it and you go on Photoshop and you start typing and it looks like garbage. You say, wow, they tricked me. No, they didn't trick you. That was the raw, raw material you saw when, when you opened it up on Photoshop. So if you know how to apply all the effects they applied to it when they were selling it to you, you will make it look just as good or maybe even better than uh, than uh, uh, they did. So if you're just using the fonts the way you buy them, tell yourself that you are working with just the raw material. You're not doing anything to it. And there is a lot of things you can do to a font to make it stand out and look better. 
I love that. Oh my gosh, Samir. I am so glad that you are on the show. Oh, thank you. I love that concept, guys. You're working with the raw material. Same thing with the clip art. You're working with the raw material. So there's so much you could do with it. You don't have to keep it like that. And I, I wanted to say another thing about the clipping mask. Every time you learn a new skill, like so that was the example, you learn how to do clipping mask. And I think you already said this, but I just want to reiterate it. Once you learn that skill, look at your designs that are selling well. You you might have a design that's selling really well and you have it just basic font, you know, really simple. Maybe try it with the clipping mask. Maybe it'll be another version that you can upload that's a little different. Um, so I think uh, definitely when you learn new things, go back to your old designs and see if maybe you can upload a variation now that you know this new trick or this new whatever. Skill. Yes, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes you're searching for a piece of clip art, like uh, you said, Helen. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't find what you exactly had in mind, but you find something different. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know your way around Photoshop, you can take just a close enough clip art to what you wanted. Yeah. Take it a Photoshop and transform it a little bit, and you can make exactly what you want out of that uh, piece of clip art that, uh, 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 that you got. Mm -hmm. uh, using the effects, sometimes you don't even need a font. Uh, you can you don't you don't even need a font. Uh, uh, here's my here's what I mean. Like I have this one design. What I had the idea of what I wanted to do was I I went to looking for some kind of pixelated like type of uh, 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 Atari game or Game Boy, the old Game right. Boy. You know those little square pixels. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was looking for and I didn't like anything. So what I did is I just found a piece of. Uh, an image that was uh, free for uh, reuse. So I took that image and I just, it was made like of pixelated. Uh, mm -hmm. So I took a rectangular block and I needed, I needed to make 12 different letters. So I took that rectangular block and I just started deleting from it. I made, diff I made 12 different copies of it and I started deleting from it and and made different letters. And then I just oh moved to move them all together. And the funny thing, at the end result, it looked like like it was some kind of retro pixelated uh, font. At the time that it wasn't, it was just a rectangle that I started with that was made out of these square pixels. Wow. So, so you can do that. You're like Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Finding I mean, the art. Well, like you have the, the block and you're like chipping away. <laughs> so... Yeah, you, you you can you can do that. I mean, there are so many things, and then and then once if I wanted to, I didn't do it. But if I wanted to, I could have made the whole alphabet, and I could save them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could save them, and then I could have reused them in uh, in uh, in the thing. And then the other thing, like you said, you keep getting different ideas when you're when when you're designing. Like you said, you you, you add the clipping mask, and it changes into something else. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Sometimes I like I have to pull myself out of the chair and say, okay, enough. Because we go make one design, and then I look at it and I say, "Well, hold on. If I do this to it, and I do this, and I do that, it's gonna be different." Then I do that, and then I see something else, and and I keep milking it and milking it and milking it until I end up saving like five, six different designs, and then I say, "Okay, enough. We gotta move on to the next idea." So there is so much you can do if you just learn few uh, a few different uh, tricks 
with uh, uh, Photoshop or Illustrator, whatever design tool that you're uh, using. Love it. All right, we have um, several questions. Let's see, Dwayne is asking, what are some successful design techniques that sell really well with merch? Okay, what are some different design techniques that sell really well with merch? Okay. Uh, I would say pretty uh, much it is a an lot. article that I was looking. So uh, it, I couldn't say with merch in general, but it will be different from one niche to another. Like, for example, you could not take retro and apply it to everything or take uh, people try yeah or take that, that sunset effect i forgot yeah. it has a name it has a name a word that i never heard before until i heard it if you, you take that sunset effect and apply it to 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 everything you can have a sunset with the with the breast cancer awareness ribbon in the middle of it you know that just doesn't go together but uh uh you have the retro you have the uh, left, the uh, left aligned, aligned text. Mm -hmm. You know, with the period after after each word, like yeah. to make, to make uh, statements. You have the uh, different ways of doing a grunge, because uh, making a de making a design distress doesn't have to just have some missing holes in the design. There is different ways of making a grunge to make your design stand out from from the rest, and it gives it whatever effect you want and whatever effect you apply to it will be different for each different uh, different uh, niche. For example, if you're doing a basketball uh, uh, theme design and you have some text with some big bulky letters, if the letters are kind of orangish brown and the grunge effect is kind of looking like i don't even know what you call it that you know that pimply thing that are on the basketball mm -hmm. that that texture that's on the basketball yeah. you make that up you make that appear on your text mm -hmm. with with some of the lines or whatever then it makes it look like it's uh, uh very much uh theme uh focused yeah i think uh, that's a good point to remind people like make sure your text applies to the type of design you're doing so there's lots of ways you can do that. Like if it's like some kind of, I don't know, shirt that you want that's, um, man, I am not getting words out correctly, but something like maybe you oh, want a script font. Life. You want a script font or you want, you got to think about what the fonts are with what type of design you're doing. And I love that idea. Like if it's sports related or if it's something like that, you can add the texture to the words or, you you know, you can add like, flowers inside the text. I mean, there's so many things you can do depending on what the shirt's about. So the font should definitely relate to what your niche is. Yes, definitely. So, and and uh, the other thing is to just make sure that, uh, that all your elements uh, match up. Like sometimes uh, you might use more than one clip art and uh, one of the clip art is like supposed to be basic and the other one is supposed to be advanced and then you put them together and they just don't look well together no. because people people will catch that. It just, just doesn't balance together. It doesn't look well together. And also not every technique that you're going to learn on Photoshop is applicable for uh, for a t-shirt uh, printing. Uh, and that's and, why... 
real quick before you keep going along those lines of like not all clip art looks good together a lot of sites you can follow the artist specifically so i know with creative fabrica that's the one i use you can follow artists so if you're looking for something you know let's say you have one clip art and you want to add something you have another idea but you don't think your two different clips arts match each other you can go find that artist and see maybe they did do a another clip art bundle or something that does match what you're looking for so you can follow artists yes exactly you can uh, you can uh, there is a font that i found and uh, first time i did that that i that i liked and uh, it said you needed the permission and i always anytime i see you need a permission i just step out and th then i one time i decided you know what let me get this permission i can't i contacted i found the guy and i contacted him uh, on uh, on messenger and, and i i it was like hopeless. I didn't figure even he's going to answer me because, you know, you only see messages from your friends and stuff. Right. And uh, he replied to me. He said, uh, he said, yes, you are, uh, you are, you are, I'm giving you my consent to use my font. You're welcome to use it. Just uh, think about making a donation. If uh, you do make some money with my font. Why? Like, it was like really a pleasant surprise because so you can do that. You can contact the artists and you can mm -hmm. ask and, uh, that's a whole other thing you could do contact the artist and ask if they don't have what you're looking for be like can you by any chance <laughs> make some clip art in this niche um yeah i think definitely ask uh, that's what i've learned in the last couple of years i always ask for everything and just see what happens so i asked amir if he wants to be on the show and he says yes you just never know <laughs> yes it, i i love you i love your show i love uh I love uh, all the, uh, the 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 information that I get from all your guests and yourself and Christina, and I'm like really uh, happy. I feel like it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's an honor to be here and to be able to uh, give back a fraction of what I picked up from you guys. Oh, thank you so much, um, and thank you, Teresa. She she did a comment that I almost said Michael Essany instead of Michelangelo. So that was. Funny, oh. I probably did. And and then Ian had one more question and then we'll probably wrap up. Let's see, Ian, sorry, we're gonna get covered. <laughs> Ian says, I am having early success with a series of designs that will have their selling season in two months from now. My problem is I have several very strong designs listed, but only two of them are selling. Um, how do I bring attention to the other designs? Well, uh, uh, you know, there is no problem. There is no problem there. Uh, the reason I'm telling you there is no problem is because when you're in tier, when you, when you're in a lower tier, he's in a. I think he's four thousand. Uh, I think ish somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I was just trying to make the point. Like in general, mm -hmm. when you're in lower tier, uh, you have to try so many designs before you get some of them to sell, because there are like there are millions of shirts on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So you're just starting fresh. You're testing your trial and error route. You just started it freshly. When you look at someone who's in tier, uh, I don't know, 50K, 60K, and they have a whole bunch of designs that are selling, remember that before they got to have that many designs that are selling, they went through a lot of designs that didn't sell. Actually, the majority of their designs didn't sell. And, and I'm talking about the lifetime of the account. And mm -hmm. we can also look at it from the perspective of 
one day, like one slice of the time frame. When you see somebody posting the sale and they had a hundred sales today, then and you see their tier, like for for example, they're in uh, tier 50k. You tell yourself, well, I guess they had 49,900 shirts that didn't sell today. So uh, that's a very good point. Yes. So so nobody nobody holds that secret formula because if mm -hmm. they had that secret formula that 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 fail proof formula that's going to work every single time, believe me, they're going to apply it to the other forty nine thousand nine hundred shirts that didn't sell today. Okay, so so uh, don't be harsh on yourself if uh, if that happens. The best you can do is to just uh, give your designs uh, enough chance. If you believe in them and they get taken down then uh, try to update your keywords uh uh and uh, here i'll um, you know what I, I don't know if i should make this point or not uh because i'm afraid it's gonna get taken the wrong way uh but anyway i'll let you be the judge you guys and try Do to it. it's try, fine try to be good if you have a design that's not selling and you believe your design is good then go back to the niche see the designs that are actually selling in that niche go through their listings and read through their keywords and then compare with yours and see how the SEO compares to yours. I'm not saying even don't even if you don't 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 take a single word from their from their upload, but just see how their SEO compares to yours. See how they're using their most valuable keywords. What are they? Are they placed in the title? How long are their titles? How long are their bullets? Uh, how are their bullets written? Uh, like for example, if you have if you're writing a bullet and you want to use uh, five different keywords in those bullets, how can you write that key that bullet in a way where those uh, where you can use all those keywords into a sentence that makes sense, something that is uh, uh, easy to read and understand by the buyer without them having to read some strange broken English that doesn't make uh, any sense and how you get to place uh, e those keywords based on their importance, which ones are going to be in the front of your bullets, which ones are going to be in the back of your bullets. Uh, what mistakes are you, uh, are you making? Did you waste, did you waste your, uh, your title type in uh, t-shirt, 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 uh, and all different variations instead yeah. of focusing on the keywords that are going to sell uh, your shirt. So it does help to just go and see what what those uh, people are doing. There are people that are doing it the wrong way and they're still selling. But uh, you guys remember a couple of times we had Amazon make some changes and then they give you 30 days to fix that problem because it didn't used to be a problem. But now yeah. after the update, it became a problem and they give you a chance to uh, update your uh, uh, your uh, listings. Mm -hmm. and you say, "Oh my God, how am I going to remove this word or whatever from?" Yeah, from. Uh, oh gosh, that was no fun. Yes. Yeah. So, I yes. I was just gonna say um, before we forget Ian's question, I wanted to say and see if you agree or disagree. But how I would answer this question is, he's asking. Let's see basically asking like two of them sold, why aren't the other ones selling? That's what I kind of get from the question or what's the problem with why the other ones aren't selling. I would just say what's helped me the most is don't ask that question. The question to ask is 
why are these selling and what can I do that's like the ones that are selling? Like focus all of your attention on what is selling and don't even worry about what's not selling. Just keep looking at what's selling and try to learn from that. Like, why is it selling? How can I replicate this? Um, and at the very basic level, a lot of times if I have something selling well and I did it in white font on a dark design, I do the reverse and I do dark font on a white design. And just that one simple thing, the likelihood of that shirt selling versus doing a brand new design that's not tested yet is so much higher. Like if the first design is selling, almost always just the reverse sells too. So just things like that. Like I focus most of my attention on what is working and just don't worry about what's not working. Like, cause if you're looking at what's not working, it's just putting your mind in the wrong place. What do you think about that, Samir? Yes, you- uh, definitely. I'm, I apologize. I, uh, I uh, misheard this question in the beginning, but I'll tell you, like Helen said, not to focus on that, but let's let's break it down and, and see what uh, what happens. So let's say I upload the design A and design B, and mm-hmm. then in the search result, there is the whole rest of the alphabet. And then because there is 5,000 results, there is A1, A2, A3, A2, A5, whatever. And, and same thing for the rest of the alphabet. So now let's say you have design A that sold and design B that didn't sell. Mm-hmm. We agree that there is a rotation for shirts that Amazon, if if you upload a shirt and you look today, you're not going to find it. You look next week, you don't find yeah. it. And then randomly one time you look and you find that at page nine, okay? Mm-hmm. Or page seven or whatever. So that proves that there is a rotation, that shirts are going through the rotation. And here is, how how is the shirts rank? How would the shirts logically rank? We don't know Amazon's algorithm, but let's let's use the logic to figure out how the shirts would logically rank. So let's say they showed shirt A in the rotation, and shirt A was met by, on the other hand, that is warm traffic, cold traffic, f- uh, friendly fire, what, what I call them, which is mm-hmm. just other mercers searching through the results, and Amazon is showing them your shirt, thinking that their buyers. They have zero intention to buy. So mm-hmm. that's that's just friendly fire. Those people might click on your ads too and cost you money. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even count those. Now there is the cold traffic, someone who's just searching for some broad term and your shirt happened to be one of the results that popped in front of them, even if it's not 100% related to what he's searching for. And now there is the warm traffic and the warm traffic or the hot traffic you can categorize it is somebody who's on Amazon searching for exactly your type of shirt, which you have a one and a and a two. And with your luck, when your shirt was displayed, it came one of those impressions that you would see is anytime your design is actually seen when they scroll, Mm -hmm. it's seen. Yeah. Your, Your design was met with that guy. Let's call him Jackson from, warm traffic and he saw your design and he bought it mm-hmm. so the fact that he clicked on it gave you some uh, algorithm score the mm-hmm. fact that he bought it gave you even more score in that algorithm yeah now with the other shirt it could be a better design a2 could be a better design than a1 that design was shown the first time the first mm-hmm. time it was shown it was shown to a mercer the second time it was shown to a mercer it's a good design mm-hmm. The third time it was shown to a cold yeah. traffic. The fourth time it was shown to a warm traffic. 
but the guy maybe preferred it was a girl and she preferred the preferred the one next to it that had uh, some pink uh, uh, elements and stuff to it or whatever. And and along those lines, you could if your shirt hasn't sold in three or four weeks or a month or whatever, you can try just taking it down and re-uploading it because um, then it'll have that boost of being a new shirt and just try it one more time and see if see if it's that case where just the wrong it got shown to the wrong people who were not ready to buy yet. Um, and just give it a second chance. But I think it's good to look to look at your designs from the angle of what's working. Um, and try not to find what's not working because you don't want to be focusing on what's wrong. So, well, these are, thank you guys. Everybody stayed the whole time. So I was looking at the numbers to see if people would start dropping off and nobody's dropping off. So they really enjoyed you talking, Samir. I'm, I'm I'm really excited to uh, to see everyone, and I'm really excited uh, to be here. I hope I, I hope my, I made my point. So I think so. Basically, it's it's there is some luck to it. Yeah. If your shirt was shown at the right time, those impressions that you see in AMS happened at the right time in front of the right people, and they bought it and they scored points for you repeatedly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when I say successful, it doesn't mean that every customer bought it. It means right. that a hundred times they showed it, two people bought. That is right. better than the next guy who's a hundred times nobody bought. Mm -hmm. Or a thousand times one person bought. And that's how what's going to tell the algorithm to take your shirt from page nine on the rotation and place it on page two on the rotation. And maybe down the road, they're going to decide that this shirt in page two is scoring well according to the uh, uh, guidelines of page two. He's scored, still scoring well. It's going, it's going to maybe move on to page one or live on page one. There are some shirts that don't do the rotation anymore. They were just granted a spot on page one. So you search, for example, for a St. Patrick's Day shirt, and you would see that shirt living there. It's always there, low BSR. That means that that shirt has proved it's uh, made its uh, validity, and uh, it's going to sit there. So uh, it's there this is, so is my dad, everybody. Oh, hello. <laughs> he likes my comment. That's that's what uh, dads are good. Good to like your comments. <laughs> thank you, Dad. That's nice of your um, you. Everybody's saying thank you. They're saying thanks for staying longer. Um, wonderful show. All this stuff. Um, oh, we forgot to mention your Facebook group. You have a Facebook group. Uh, Tell them about your Facebook group. I didn't know. I just joined like a couple days ago. Yes, I do. I uh, it's called uh, uh, Merch by Amazon Public School, and it's and linked in the description, guys. Yes, and uh, it, it's funny. There is a reason behind that name. The reason behind that name is uh, is uh, I was trying to find a way to uh, freely uh, help the, uh, the the community, and uh, and uh, I was trying to do it. 100% free. So that's that's the reason why it's public school because in a public school you don't pay. In a private school you pay. And there is nothing wrong with paying if uh, somebody's offering you something that's going to help you and uh, they want to get paid for their time, there is nothing wrong with that as long as they're selling you something that they know works and something that is valid and they're not just going to take your money and uh, sell you a dream. Perfect. Well, guys, definitely join his group. Uh, you can see his knowledge and enthusiasm and all of that. So thank you so much, everybody in the chat. Thank you, Samir. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, everyone who stayed with us. Thank you, uh, everyone who's going to watch the video later. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd say uh, for those that are not uh, subscribed to Helen's channel, channel, uh, I said it before, I'll repeat it. Uh, Helen does a great job bringing in uh, all kinds of guests that have different expertise and that are going to help you on your immersive journey. Uh, subscribe to that channel, put on your earphones, uh, play the videos one after another while you're working, listen to them in the back background, just like a, like a, a podca podcast. And uh, these videos, you know, they're mostly talk shows. So uh, even if you can't see them, even if you just play them in the background and listen to your earphones, you're still going to pull a lot of value. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend you uh, uh, subscribe to Helen's channel. Oh, thanks so much. And we do have a podcast version. If you prefer that, we do have it. So oh, it's available. So, well, thank you so much, Samir. Thank you for staying 20 minutes longer. Oh, you're and, very welcome. Um, I hope you... Have a wonderful night and thank you everybody in the chat. We thank will you. see you Wednesday. Thank you. Show. You as well. All right. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.